Dylan, you ready to rock and roll? Let's do it. Today's guest is Andrew Moles, the founder of Monster Agency, who has clearly and undeniably the best agency ads on all of Facebook <laughs> these days. Uh, I literally was watching some of them before this, uh, Dylan, and I laughed out loud. Luckily, Andrew uh, wasn't on the call, um, but I was literally rolled off my chair. It was it was that funny. Um, but if you guys are in online marketing, you do Facebook ads, you probably have seen Andrew's ads. Um, how would you describe uh, Andrew's video ads, Dylan, that, that, that you've seen in the Facebook news feed in the last couple of weeks? Really relatable and hilarious. You know, everything is going to bring up that nostalgia feeling, whether it's old school games, you know, Billy Mays, uh, the Texas Hammer. We're in Texas, so that's a big no-brainer for us. But everything is, like, really similar to where it kind of rings a bell, but it's done in its own way, and it just it, it cracks me up. I think it's super thumb-stopping, and it's really catchy to wear. I bet, shoot, the people who watch the full videos pretty high up for people who don't dip out, you know, so it's pretty kind of cool there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, cool. Well, without further ado, let's let's get Andrew on here and let's let's talk about which one of these is actually the winning ad that, that's, that's making them rich and which ad's making them uh, poor. So, Andrew, thanks so much for being on the show. Hey, what's up? Appreciate y'all having me. Happy to be here and uh, chat with you guys. Yeah, man. So, so I've seen three of your ads, right? So like one, and and I'm going to totally botch trying to describe them, but like one is this, um, kind of Adler, uh, impression, which is basically like a personal injury attorney style ad. Just watch that one. Second ad I've seen is, uh, I don't know. Is like, is it like a nightline style deal or it's like a a, advertiser? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so, okay. title it. Yeah. And then um and then you've got uh the other one which is you basically acting as a, you know, a political candidate. So, I would love to dive into those three. I, my bet is that, you know, and we'll link up the these these three ads what I'm talking about in the in the show notes, but like my bet is those are are rich ads. Like those ads are performing really well for you. And I want to dive into those. Um, but I want to know, man, like it seems like you guys are on a total winning streak. I want to know um, uh, some ads that have, that have, that haven't quite worked out as well as those, but they're absolutely hilarious. Um, so why don't you like describe the ad, like those, those three ads, Andrew, like how would you describe like um, I, I, I did like a really high level overview, but break, break down the concept for us. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we'll think of some stuff that, that, uh, that makes us laugh. And, um, like myself, I'm, I'm 37 and, uh, you might not be in the, the demographic of everybody who's watching, but you know, we our targeting meshes up well because we target, um, 30 to 54 year olds. And, um, I think it's a good mix of having some of that nostalgia and then having stuff a, a tad bit more current, like the, to catch an advertiser. Hmm. Uh, and for the con, I mean, for the concept of it, it just comes down to what we find as funny. You know, we're, I like to think that we're funny people and we like to laugh and crack jokes and just, you know, have fun with what we're doing. And I think it does resonate pretty well with our ads that, that we're putting out there, especially when um, we're talking about like more so like the comedy stuff. Yep. Yeah. So to catch an advertiser, that's basically like um, the, 
to catch a predator. It was like that crime watch where like he always came out of the yeah. <laughs> he was always in the kitchen. Like I don't know why. But you yeah. guys really leaned into that, right? And um and like the way you guys uh in the video, I don't even know how long the video ad is, but like you even lead into pulling up like the online chat conversation. You know, yeah, that was, that was um, pretty clutch. So we wanted to have that one and do it in a way that um is tasteful, but you still get the idea of what you know what it's spoofing. Yes, 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 yes. How are these three ads doing? Right, like uh, I, w- I would love for you to tell everybody. Uh, you know, obviously a little bit about you know Monster Agency and everything you guys do, but I also like to just get right to the good stuff here. Um, and in terms of like, how are those three ads doing for you? Like. Oh, what are the results like uh it's those in combination with uh there's two other ones we've got a dr phil one as well mm. and then we also have a bob ross style one um yeah. where uh i'm there painting with an easel and oh, all that stuff man. what's up okay so break yeah just like i would love you do you describe it so well but you're like you're throwing out these like glorious ads and you're just calling it the dr phil ad but like these are amazing. So like how break down the, like the, the, the Dr. Phil ad for us. Um, so the Dr. Phil one, it's, it's basically just, you know, every one of us is, you know, centered around business owners and their problems and not being profitable with their campaigns. Um, that's, that's that one, the Dr. Phil one, but um, the Bob Ross one is just, you know, about a struggling business that's spending money and wasting money on um, fruitless ad campaigns that aren't generating anything. And they're just, you know, losing their shirt essentially from uh from the bad ads that's awesome that's awesome so uh how how have these video ads uh helped you ramp up and 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 scale on facebook really well really really well so what we do with these videos and we we try and come up with like one to two videos i mean that's our goal for uh, myself and our creative director adam um our goal this year has been to put out like two just amazing um, video ads that are engaging and really funny. Um, so we try and do two of those a month so we can continue to be pushing that out all year long so that when December comes along, we just look back and we're just like, shit, we did so much stuff this year. It's like just hilarious, really good, really funny. Um, we don't want to have any kinds of like regrets on, you know, we, oh, we should have done a little bit more of this or we should have, you know, pay attention to it more. Um, we do that on the top of our funnel for our ads. and. Those are really all of our prospecting campaigns is those engaging, funny ads. Because if we run something that's more so like a static graphic or um, it's just unengaging, we're not going to stay in people's minds. Um, When you see another ad of ours and it's funny as well, you know, as a business owner, you might, even if you don't have a need, at least ways you can be like, damn, this stuff is funny. Uh, These guys, and you remember the name and we stay in your, in, in your brain and, you know, might as well charge rent for how long we live there. And so, when we run our um, retargeting stuff, I mean, that's really just all testimonials. And we've been um, gracious enough to have our awesome clients provide this for us. Um, and we run those out as our retargeting. Um, we did start with a little bit of reach campaigns on those uh, retargeting videos just to completely um, saturate our users who are watching on the top of the funnel and the ones that we want to target. But, um, you know, those, those leads came in a bit more costly than we wanted. And that was just kind of a test. Um, ended up shutting those ones off and just strictly going with conversion-based ads for our video testimonials. And then later on, 
we layered in um, some of these static graphics just because, I mean, I know everybody's like video, 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 but when you run graphics as well, and provided that they're pretty decent, they do just as good of a job, if not better than, than video in a lot of cases, just because I feel Facebook has more available placements for them in more areas to put them. So it's more areas for impressions where I think Facebook's uh, for videos, you only have maybe nine, nine placements or something like that. But uh, nice. So uh, walk us through like uh, what, what's the, what's been the return? I, I think you mentioned before this, you guys are spending, you know, somewhere around 40 grand a month, which is a ton. Like the, uh, like, I, I, the last time I talked to an agency that was spending 40 grand a month, they were doing like 40, 50 million a year. So like, that's a, that's a, you guys have, have got a scene from amount yeah, of and, and, and we just, uh, we just restarted and pivoted um, before our, our, our call um, was kind of going through that with our rebrand, but we did just rebrand and, you know, Hey, surprise, we rebrand and launch our ads. And now all of a sudden it's a pandemic. So it was like kind of weird, but you know, we just rolled with it and kept going um, with what we were doing. And um, I'd say probably around the range of like maybe like thirty to I don't I haven't broken down the math I'm more so focused on getting the business in but like thirty maybe to like thirty five somewhere around there with um, K just FYI thirty thirty five K in new <laughs> business and that's you know recurring revenue so you know we we front loaded up a bit and we spend um, a bit but you know at, at this level. We truly are just essentially buying our growth and yeah. provided that we've got good stuff, good support, good ads, good campaigns. And we know what we're doing. Um, we'll retain those customers and continue to retain them and build that recurring um, revenue up month over month. So to recap, you're spending around 40 grand a month. It'll bring in like 30, 35 K a month in, in monthly retainers. Right. So you're obviously yeah. the business you'll retain clients for, Six, yes. 12, 18 months, right? But like that's what I see on the front end. And so right. I haven't I haven't um I haven't broken down the math on that because we got you know a, a sheet where um we keep track of all of our of our uh, new clients and the deals and that's face value at um at business that's coming in. So that that doesn't include the percentage of ad spend that we bill out. Mm. So it'll it'll more than likely be um quite a bit more than that. But since we don't yeah. include that it's not on there. And talking about some of the the the, the types of, of revenue, right? Like revenue is just it, not all revenue is, is is created equal, right? And mm-hmm. like especially in the agency game, you know, you could get some clients that are more than willing to pay those retainer fees, but like they're not the clients you really want to be working with. So like, talk to us about the type of clients these have uh, attracted for you, and um. You know, what are some of those trophy or rock star clients that you're you're pretty proud of that like came to your doorstep um, after seeing these ads? Yeah, um, we've man, it's like all walks of life because I, I think um, something about us that's a little bit unique, I guess, in, in, in the agency space is that um, we're not niched, and so you know you'll have a lot of people that you know oh we only deal with chiropractors or plastic surgeons or dentists or whatever. Um, we don't, we don't niche down. And we kind of operate under the mantra of a funnel is a funnel, product's a product, and we'll accept a client based on, um, you know, what their budget is and what their needs are. And if we feel like we can deliver on those, because there's no point in onboarding somebody that's just going to be an absolute fucking nightmare of a client to deal with and um, take up way too much of your time. They're, you know, in Slack way too much, uh, you know, dinging us on stuff. So 
when we do that and we operate that way, it makes things a bit more, a bit easier to market. So it's like eating, you know, an elephant um, bite by bite as opposed to doing it all at once. And so, you know, if, if we are going to be marketing you a microphone or a pair of shoes or, um, you know, a personal injury, we kind of treated that's the product. And, you know, how are we going to, how are we going to advertise this and convey the message at the top of our funnel and then rely on our retargeting ads to seal the deal and bring those people across the finish line and generate a purchase or a lead? Um, that's how we operate. And that's been pretty good for us so that we can absorb more types of clients. And we're not just niched down to only one niche. I think when you do that as well, your CPMs are higher, your costs are higher because you're just going to this one singular kind of niche versus being able to market to all business owners who have a need. So that's been really cool. And that's been helpful for us. I feel like um, some people don't really get it when they, um, when they chat with us. Um, some of our, our newer hires, it's difficult for them to kind of get that in the beginning because they're used to being niched down. But once they're like, man, this is like, I get it. Like, you know, we can do this. And it makes you a better, sharper marketer as well. When you can say, okay, I can market your landscaping company. I can market your um, shutter blind company. But back to, uh, back to your, your original question. Um, you know, some of the, some of the wins I'd say are, and you know, we just signed uh, Phil Heath labs, uh, Mr. Olympia seven times winner. Um, oh. So that was a cool one. Um, we're working on getting um, a NASCAR driver on board so that we can be the uh, official agency of one of the NASCAR drivers, um, which there's only like 42 of them. So we'll promote that on our website. Um, uh, Jarvis Green, uh, two-time Super Bowl champ for the Patriots. Um, I believe he's going to be down here in Dallas probably uh, probably the next week or so. And we're going to film some stuff for his uh, shrimp pate company. He wanted some funny stuff that he had seen through us. So, I mean, that's just like a what's coming to my mind first. But man, all types of walks of life, people, um, you know, verified brands. It, it's it's crazy what what you can get out of running really good creative. And I just equate it to kind of like troll fishing in the Gulf, and you never know. You, you catch a marlin, or you can catch like a, a redfish. You, you never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so talk to me about like, um, you know, the. Uh, talk to me about the, um, the, the, your, your break even period here. I mean, like, it's awesome that you guys are spending 40 and you make, you know, 30, 35 grand, you know, on the front end. And, and obviously, you know, in the agency game, you have your setup fees and you got your fixed retainers, but mm-hmm. I mean, if that's anything close to your monthly retainer, you gotta be putting a dollar in and getting, you know, $10 out over the next 12 months. Right. Yeah, I haven't, broke, I haven't broke down the math. Uh, I'll self-admit that I'm not the best on, um, you know, being on the numbers. I'm more well. It's difficult in the agency game. It's really difficult, right? It was just back-end revenue, and and you know, um, the the LTVs on on agency clients we know are all there, right? Yeah. Um, you don't need to to kind of you know break all the the right numbers as long as you're, you know, break even in. in month one with top line revenue and you know you've got obviously you've got your deliverables and your costs in terms of onboarding clients but like yeah you're, you're probably profitable there you know within the 30 to 60 day range i'd imagine for yeah, sure we're doing, we're doing uh really really well and yeah. i think that um if we weren't or if we had periods where we're spending 40k out on ads 
and it's not profitable, I'd probably be like, no, shit, my wife's going to kill me. And we need to turn these off and, and whatever. I'm the one that's doing all the media buying the account. So I know, I know what's what. And I think, yeah. I, I feel like, uh, I think, who did I talk with about this? I feel like I talked with uh, um, either Nick uh, Shackelford or, or David Shaw's, one of them, um, when I was uh, doing an interview with them. And it's, it, it's, it's kind of like gambling to an extent when you've been doing this so long and you're like, you know, you're, you're confident in your product and your service and whatnot. And you say, okay, you know, most people would probably roll out like, let's just do like $25, $50 campaign. But, you know, we're just like, screw it. Let's do like, you know, 150, 500 and let's just roll it out. See if we get out. Um, at the end of the day for us, I just, I, I know that that money spent, even if it looks like it's just like super egregious and it's overspending, I know it comes back to us. So yeah. I'm not really afraid to spend there. And I know you've got to make, I know you've got to spend the money to, to make it in this kind of game, provided that you've got the right data coming back and those right signals that you've got a good product and that people are resonating with it. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about a poor ad, man. Let's talk about something that you thought was just, just totally, let's talk about a poor ad. You no, know, let's talk about one of these ads <laughs> that you just thought was the greatest idea since sliced bread. And, uh, and then it just totally bombs. Yeah. This one uh, that we're looking at here, this one is, and, we, and we've done these graphics based on, um, you know, our research and just what we feel like is pop culture in the moment of the demographic that we're trying to hit on. So if I want to hit other people in my demographic of like, ideally, it's 35 to 54 year old males that are the majority yep. of, our, our, of our clients. It is what it is. And um, we go to the data. We don't go towards, uh, you know, anything else. Yeah. So with that. We pulled up, um, you know, okay, what's an iconic scene in, in Top Gun that we could uh, mash up and, and make our own and put a spin on it. And so we pulled this one that was, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Maverick and Goose. And they're walking. It's like something about, I, I'll be honest, I don't even really remember much of that movie other than like them flying around and like that volleyball scene where it's like. And um, so we pulled this one. It's like, you know, have a need for speed. And that's yeah. a cool corny quote from the movie that I feel like people would um, remember and pick up when they're kind of seeing it. And it's got our monsters on there. Um, and we, we, we craft the copy around that. So the copy here, we're online advertising Mavericks. We love getting our client campaigns up lightning fast. We'll launch your new funnel ad campaign in 14 days. Um, do you want me to read through all that or? Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have to read the whole thing. Like, it's a long copy there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I see what you're doing with the creator though. You got like these two little monsters with the, like, you know, their mo or their, um, their flat tops and sunglasses. And like, I feel like it, it just, it, it was one of those ads that just ended up like too abstract, right? Like, um, too much going on. Yeah. Too, too much like going on. Like you just did the, the whole idea, like didn't, um, didn't like, come together i think you would have done it like you, you would have done maybe better if like you just didn't go like the monster like in the in the image right like just leaned more into um like your other winning ads that you went into like mm -hmm. totally work because like it's like you play the character really well um and you bring it to life and i feel like just relying on this this image here and like the monsters made it too obscure for, for, for somebody to catch on uh, super quick. And this is so like, we normally do those videos. We like those. Um, this is one that we were going to do for uh, the graphic side. These are the only kinds of graphics that will, will run and we want to make them uh, somewhat iconic and recognizable when you see them. 
um, yeah. in your feed. This one just didn't hit the mark. I feel like, so like if, if I'm at, uh, if you're running a, a 5k Zach and I'm, you know, I'm at one of the stopping points and instead of holding up a little, a little, uh, Dixie cup of like lemonade that you can drink, you know, I'm holding up my sign that says, get a, have a need for speed, get a proposal. Like if you're jogging by and you see that and I'm like, you know, screaming your name and you're going to, you know, like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and you just keep on jogging. So like, yeah. if, if we have other stuff and I think it, you know, you can quickly consume it and grasp it. It works out better. There's just too much going on, I think, in this one. Yeah. So, uh, how quickly were you able to kind of catch these these losing ads in terms of? Um... Um, I'd say probably about like these ones, like 14 days. Yeah. We just have to run it, um, and, and that's because we have all of our retargeting ads within, um, you know, they're each ad set. But they're all, you know, we've got like, I think, uh, six or seven or eight different testimonial videos. Plus, we've got the graphics in there. So with CBO on there, um, you know, the budget continues to get shoved at the stuff that converts. And then these ads get a little bit of a spend more and more and more. But still, we see conversions on some of the other graphics. And, you know, we look at the click-through rates as well and just see what the numbers are telling us. And the numbers are telling us on this one that it's just not hurting well. Yeah, and you also just have a little bit of a longer sales process too to get feedback on like, you know, what what are some of the non data points of like what people say right mm-hmm. when they get on they do an audit call with you they do a demo what what are they saying they're you know they're not talking about the hey you remember that need for speed ad <laughs> that really got me excited <laughs> everyone's talking about the doctor Phil ad or the uh, the catch a predator or catch an advertiser ad like that's the the stuff that's really you know driving driving performance for you guys on the top of the funnel there. Yeah. It's like the call to action is pretty consistent across both those static images you kind of sense over where it starts at, you know, y'all are being preferred marketing partner. Have you seen that just work pretty well across the board for the most part? I feel like that's too granular to be able to pull that out and say that that is something. Um, We don't test that hard on the copy and those specific kinds of points. Mm. Um, I mean, it, it could you know, it could lead to that, but for us, we're just, we're kind of running too fast to be able to uh, pick that up. But I like to just have it in there. If they yeah. see it, they see it. If they don't, they don't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember one time I went to this early on in my career, I went to this, this conference. It wasn't even an ad, but like I, I printed out like these little like postcard style advertisements for our booth there. And it was right when like, text in like sms numbers was like coming out and i was surrounded by like all these other like genius marketers and you know my business card was like text so and so to get like a free proposal and like it was all this like fancy artwork around like driving somebody like text message and this guy (laughs) one of the smartest marketers in the room he's just like yeah he's like i bet this was like a really good idea in the boardroom right and like nobody's texting this number and he's like (laughs) i to you that i was just like so embarrassed i'm like yeah it sounded so good and we worked so hard and then it just like totally lost i mean it happens you got to try and see what works and what doesn't yeah. yeah yeah totally all right so let's dive into this rich ad here uh walk me through this what's what's working um this one is a i mean you hopefully you know that one the graphic ride from uh predator yep it's, it's uh that that scene where they're doing some like high five thumb war arm flex show off or i don't know what it is but 
it's uh um Dylan, Arnold Schwarzenegger and I forget the other guy's name um Dylan that's his name in the movie and Arnold comes out like you son of a bitch and then just, uh, <laughs> five and uh yeah <laughs> that's that's the ad I think um, it's a meme as well so I think that helps a little bit but I don't know it's kind of like some like testosterone like hell yeah you know higher OS <laughs> we have that and then the, a little bit of the copy up on the top is like you know we're the perfect partner to have if you're looking for strong growth online we partner with many companies to help explode their growth using battle tested strategies so again we're pulling from you know some predator-esque kind of stuff like battle tested uh-huh. and um and we've got some other stuff in there. I don't know where it is, but yeah. Um, so this one's done pretty well. Dylan to your Dutch. So like, I think it quickly conveys what it is. It looks cool. Um, it looks different. The graphics are pretty on point. Uh, it's different yeah. for sure. Higher ROAS in 14 days. I mean, that's like, boom, like get a proposal, get a proposal. Like, cool. That sounds kind of boring, I guess. So higher ROAS in 14 days, let us run your next campaigns. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's quickly digestible. There's not as much stuff going on in the background with these like little monsters that look like thumbs that are wearing glasses. Um, I don't know. That's that, that's my take on it. And uh, as always with this stuff, <clears throat> we run it. We have a good idea on it, just like your text marketing thing. And it's all hunches and <laughs> it, it's all based on stuff that, you know, it's not just out of the blue. I mean, we have yeah. fairly good ideas and hypotheses on stuff. You know, we're kind of like scientists and then we run it. And let the data tell us what to do next. Yeah, totally. Now, with your copy, is it always kind of resonating with the image itself to kind of make it all come to one together? Are you all kind of doing the image first or the copy first in these scenarios, or what's your kind of you know thought process behind those? Uh, we'll do the copy. I'm sorry, we'll do the uh, the graphics and the video, um, graphic and the video first, and then uh, I'll just wing it on the copy. Hell yeah, yeah. copy. I'll put up. Um, well course upload the ad the video that's not anything difficult but uh, we i'll play a hand and put together that graphic in the video as well but we wing the copy we don't have anything like a a copywriter that does it or anything it's just myself that makes sense because yeah with static images the copies really just kind of pop a little bit more than those videos without a doubt yeah just accentuate and kind of amplify what it is that we're talking about so we can frame it and ideally get people to come in that are you know have at least half a brain and understand this is going to cost money and if you don't have it, then you probably can't be a good match and a fit. But we still get, you know, a decent amount of people that, um, you know, have $500 on a budget and their Shopify website isn't up yet. And um, it's just a bad fit. You know, I, I like people to come to us when they're ready to grow, not when they're ready to build. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so good. I love that. <laughs> I love that, man. So if they're, you know, Andrew, you're like, you're like a one trick pony, man. It's like your go to way. <laughs> like what am i going to spoof today and what meme am i going to copy and honestly like it's such a it's such a great like place to start from from a creative place right because you're you're basically like iterating off of like these legacy um you know memes and like humorous like comedies that have proven to be memorable over time and like you're making them your own and I mean, there's tons of, um, and that's not even, that's not even factoring into video game stuff that we run that that's kind of what we got known for early on with, before we rebranded as monster agency, we had, um, a Mike Tyson punch out one that's still running to this day. I haven't touched it. I think it's got like 500 
Yeah. You know, it, that one's running. Street Fighter ad um, for our other agency is still running. That's how we kind of started getting out there known and being way different with a really good pattern interrupt, pulling that nostalgia and then getting people to engage. Um, so like walk me through what are the elements that go into a spoof ad, right? Like when you're going to pull out like these elements and let's say I'm like, um, you know, sitting in an ad, you know, I got to put some new creative. I mean, you just like so we, I, a bunch of like iconic. Um, I, have, I, have, I have a list of like, and yeah. like in my phone and my notepad of like ad ideas. And so yeah. you know, one of them was those Billy Mays OxyClean style videos because I thought it would be really funny. And, you know, we pulled that off and did it. And that one came off pretty well. Um, you know, I've got a bunch of other random ones, like, you know, a marketer in the wild national, national geographic style. Um, you know, we could film that one in the woods, <laughs> um, a one man show with other mannequins on a stick. So I saw some sort of commercial where it's like, um, you know, a person's typing and they've got those like, uh, yeah. plastic rods and they've got like two other, you know, dummies and two other dummies on the right. And, you know, you know we're all typing and it looks like we're all, you know what I mean? Like the same. Something yeah. like that. Um, a lemonade stand with a competitor kid, my daughter, running that one. Um, had one that was going to be, you know, I was 34 when I was when I was first diagnosed with bad ROAS. I was told <laughs> my business wouldn't make it. Um, a guru talking, one person in the crowd. Um, <laughs> like, you know, like uh, there's a lot of, of uh, people that um, will be on stage talking, and you know, it's huge events. We were just going to do that, but like flip it. And so they're like, you know, it starts off looking really good. And it's, you know, maybe me or somebody else on stage talking with like the earpiece and stuff like that. It looks like, whoa, this guy's like, you know, killing it. And then like, you know, it does a pan from behind the back. And there's like, you know, one person who's maybe like, you know, has an AARP card. They're like 65. Well, like, what is it? So flip that on its head. Um, anyway, so, I mean, so those are some of the ones. So I know we've wanted to do one that is a play on words. Um, in that, you know, talk about like <clears throat> have somebody in the garden digging for uh, digging for gold for their return on ad spend. <laughs> they're talking about um, how they have a dirty hoe, and you know, maybe <laughs> talking about a guy who's a photographer and he has his own photography businesses, and uh, but nobody's buying his deck pics, and you know he takes pictures <laughs> of decks. Um, we wanted to do a Peter pop off, get your miracle water in the mail. Um, that one would be pretty funny. Uh, a bathroom stall for a good ad called five, 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 five. And, you know, we could go to town on that one. Um, <laughs> so we, we get a lot of those things. So they'll come in, in, into our heads and we'll write them down. Um, a lot of times it's just being consumers, you know, watching something that's funny as hell. I watch a lot of 80s stuff. Uh, the Goonies all the time, Big Trouble, Little China, The Burbs. So if I can pull on stuff like that and, uh, Right. It and just take like the funny scenes and the iconic scenes and stuff like that without, you know, without necessarily ripping anybody off or anything like that. We just like to have fun and make things funny. Really, One thing that I notice is like, th these don't seem like all that like high budget, right? Like I've seen, you know, like ClickFunnels is like minor, like creative ad, like they went to town on like, that is an expense. That was an expensive shoot, right? I think that was like Harman seen Brothers though. Yeah, well, oh, of course, but I mean, like, it's still it's humor, right? And, and and there's like some you know spookiness like in there, and that's like a totally you know different approach. But I love how like you're getting like the same result, but you you know have found this balance of like where you're pushing out volume on on, on a lot of these, like 
cranking out a couple of these like a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we were able to do that when we're, when we're not spending, you know, an arm and a leg yeah. and stuff, which you don't have to, because whether I yeah. tell a funny, a funny joke and I'm in times square with a bunch of people around and everybody laughs, or if I tell a funny joke and, and I'm in some dive bar and everybody laughs, um, the comedy yeah. is universal and you don't, you don't necessarily need to spend an arm and a leg producing it and putting it together. I mean, you got to have some sort of know-how to orchestrate it and pull it off and have the editing and all that stuff correctly to an extent. But, right. you know, the days of spending an arm and a leg on this stuff, I, I really feel like they're gone. And we were, that's another part of our agency that we're pushing is our monster lab where we produce this stuff yeah. and make it, you know, as affordable as possible and doing videos like that. You know, we build out those um, anywhere from like starting at 10 to 15, to put those kinds of videos together some business owners may balk and scoff at the idea of paying that but um and it's really hard to not come off salesy when i talk about it because i've seen it firsthand and how it works but the evergreenness of that shit and how long you can run it for and how the comments just continue to rack up and legitimize and add credibility um you'll save more money by running a really good video and running that until the cows come home Versus every month you're cycling in new ads because you're trying to get um, what this these videos would deliver. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys are cranking out two of those a month, right? Like internally. Yeah. That's it, awesome. But like, you know, for somebody to drop, uh, you know, 10 K and do that twice a month, like 20 grand on creative, uh, you know, they, they, sh- they gotta be spending at least a hundred, you know, 200 grand. <laughs> Plans to justify that level of greatest spend. We can usually test it out and run one, and um, you know, send along our best practices for their media buyer. Provided that their media buyer is competent, can run it, and knows how to properly test it. Uh, yeah, and you can, you can. I guess you can kind of, you know, get a taste of the good life by doing that and seeing, like, holy shit, like this works really well. It cut our lead cost in half. If we're paying half the cost for our leads, that means that our leads will double with the same budget. Like, why would we not put more money into this? But it's also one of those things where. You just have to see it to believe it, and seeing it costs money. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. So, uh, tell tell us more about Monster Agency, and 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 um, tell us a little bit about your guys' retainers. How where do you guys typically start off to to, to work with clients on a on a month by month engagement? Um, retainers can be kind of all over. They can start as low as nineteen hundred a month plus five percent of ad spend, and um, go much further than that, just depending on what our scope of work is. You know, are we handling only only paid social? Are we doing paid social plus paid search? Are we doing all that plus email marketing? Are, you know, right. So it, the complexities of what it is definitely kind of dictate the price. And, yeah. you know, we'll have comments from um, potentials, potential prospects on our post, you know, hey, how much do you charge? It's like, well, I don't know what you do, what you're doing. Every business is as unique as a fingerprint. So we need to be able to assess what you need. And that way we can kind of architect what it is based on your budget, provide that your budget works um, for us to be able to put something together. So yeah. really, it really kind of just depends on, on what people are looking at. But I mean, usually um, around 1900 at least to start off with uh, plus 5% of ad spend. Nice. Nice. And I think that uh, from what I've seen, just know from in the industry, um, a lot of, a lot of agencies charge a bit more than that. And, you know, we've kind of ended up um, around that kind of a uh, that kind of a, a price, just because we know that it can absorb more clients, and we can still deliver really good value. Um, and that's that's the name of the game at the end of the day, is just delivering value. But 
we can we yeah. can we can drive more business in and um, deliver services that are needed for that kind of uh, rate, and it makes us much better yeah. appearing than a lot of other agencies. I, I think ten to fifteen percent sometimes is what I hear of what other agencies um, billing out at for like ad spend plus um, some sort of retainer. I've heard you know of course some people charge just a setup fee and then kind of like a, a maintenance fee or something like that. They're on after. I know. That, I mean, there's a million different ways to mm-hmm. slice an apple or whatever the hell people say. Cut up an yeah. cut, cut a lemon, whatever. Skin a cat. I, I don't know who came up with that Skin one, but that's cat, awful. That's what it is. Cat, <laughs> <laughs> but like, dude, stop. Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> a million different ways to cut a lemon. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, well, awesome. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much, Andrew. This is, this is awesome. And I, I, all your ideas that you came up with, um, in terms, you rattled off like a dozen different spoof ads that I feel like anybody listening to the show would be, uh, pretty smart to, to copy. Um, but I feel like it would not be the same, uh, without your, with your brain and your creative, uh, behind it. So thanks so much for opening up the kimono here and, and sharing with us your rich ads and your poor ads uh tell people what you're up to um next and and how they can get in touch um business as usual onboarding clients making sure they're the right fit but i mean if you want to check out our website www.monsteragency.com um if you feel like it would be a good fit and that um you are looking to grow and like i mentioned earlier you're not so much in the building phase but more so you're ready to hit that growth phase um reach out get a proposal Andy on our team will chat with you, assess your needs, get you a proposal, and um, take it from there. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much, Andrew. Yep. I appreciate you having me.